I'm Andrew Grace, and this is The 100%. There was this one guy I dated in Georgia, and when he brought me home to his parents, he wouldn't say that I was black. He, he was just like, oh yeah, she's Filipino. And I'm like, and black. In this week's episode, we feature Lonnie Smith and Catherine Lockhart, two self-identified Blasian folks, so that's black and Asian for those who don't know. Enjoy our conversation with Lonnie Smith and Catherine Lockhart. Uh, let's see, my dad is from Ohio, and he went into the Air Force, and he met my mom, but he actually met my mom in New York. I don't know what he was doing there. He wasn't stationed there, but she was living in New York, and then um, they met there, and then he went to the Philippines, and they met there, too, at a swimming pool. It's kind of crazy. So they ended up getting married, and then... Um, Oh, so my dad is African-American and my mom is from the Philippines. So they ended up getting married. My dad got stationed in Okinawa. So we lived in Japan until I was about five. And then we moved to South Carolina, Charleston. I, don't, I remember a little bit about it because um, we only stayed there for about half a year. And then we ended up in Georgia in Riverdale. And when we first moved there, it was predominantly white area. So I, from six until about sixth grade it was just predominantly white people and then slowly the white people started moving further south and then more black people came by the time i was done it's a senior in high school it was predominantly black so i went from predominantly white to a predominantly black neighborhood which was kind of like i lived in the hood which was kind of i don't know it was very hard thing to kind of adjust to because when we moved there it wasn't like that but then it just you know my dad was a single dad and we just ended up staying there and that was just where I was so it was very interesting because I wasn't black enough for the black people I wasn't white I wasn't Asian enough for the Asian people and there weren't very many half Asian half black girls growing up in Georgia it's it's been cool living here because that's all I see now. I'm like, it's, everybody's half Asian. It's so cool. But that wasn't a common thing where I was. So it was very, you know, I was ready to leave because I just felt so like I didn't belong. Like neither one of my cultures wanted to accept who I was. And like, yeah, it was very difficult for me. Yeah. Identity wise, I guess. So as I got older, my groups of friends would be predominantly white people. But then I started being like, I'm the only brown person. And like, starting to feel uncomfortable uh, and and it's and it was like that for a while here in LA because it's very segregated here at sometimes and so acting has actually brought me around more people of color and so now I feel like I've built a good base of people who can relate on a different level that it's just kind of like you don't have to explain things ahead of time it's just kind of just a relatable thing so yeah, that's been really cool. But yeah, it's been like a roller coaster journey being biracial. What about you, Lonnie? My mom is Korean. Her mom, my grandma grew up in like a bit of a like upper class-ish family in like the northern part of Korea, was in the southern part, and then the war broke out, so she was kind of stuck there. Met my grandpa, had my aunt and then my mom. And then uh at some point um after uh, after my mom went through college, um, her and my grandma moved to the States to where my aunt was because she went ahead. Um, and uh, yeah, she uh, 
ended up becoming a, a nurse, worked at this hospital where this guy was doing his residency, which was my dad. My dad grew up in Vallejo, Oakland, Bay Area area, um, African-American. Uh, he was doing his residency, met my mom at the hospital, and uh, yeah, they uh, they hit it off, um, got married, uh, had four kids, and I was the uh, youngest one. When did you guys first realize uh, you were mixed? Oh, I remember exactly. It was when I moved to Georgia. I had a friend, and she was a, a white girl, and I loved her so much. She was my first friend in Georgia, and all of a sudden, she called me the N-word. And I didn't know what it meant, but she said it with such like a tone that I knew it wasn't good. So I went home and told my parents and I just the look in their eyes. They were just so mortified and sad that I realized I was like, okay, I'm different. That was the first time I realized I was different because I don't remember any time before that noticing different colors of skin. Like everybody just was people were people to me. Yeah. So I think that was the first time I was just like, whoa, okay. And then the kids would start making fun of because I was half Asian doing like the the eyes and like making all these you're from China I'm like no I'm not from China <laughs> but you know um, I think around the age six or seven is when I really realized I was mixed yeah I would say like for me it's kind of hard to like pin down a specific instance but like um, I definitely it definitely felt like even going through, because um, we went, I went to like a K through eight um, growing up, um, predominantly white, like this small, like private Catholic um, K through eight. Um, so like me and then all of my sisters, my three older sisters, they all, you know, went through the same schooling. Um, so I would say it would probably be sometime like I would say in like, I don't know, first or second grade or something like that, where it was just like, um, a grade below me, there was like another, like one other, like black kid in the, um, like in that class, you know, we had really small classes. And I think like at that point, um, it was like, I was just like, oh wait, like, oh, that's right. It's like, I am kind of like, you know, then like a little bit of like small things of, uh, I think it was like a, a conglomeration of like the small little stereotypes where they'd be like, oh, you know, like, aren't you good at basketball? You're supposed to be good at basketball, you know, or like, or like, oh, like, cause I, I, when I was a kid, um, I like swam. And so I did like a rec league swim, swim team and I was really good at swimming. And they're like, oh, like black people don't swim or like, you know, like stuff like that. And it was just, I was just like, like, what is this like, like shit that's happening? You know, <laughs> I was like, where, where, where are you getting like all these like assumptions from, you know? And it was, um, that, that was the thing. And like, well, one of the things that like, uh, resonated that you when you were talking was like, yeah, that feeling of like, you didn't feel black enough for the black kids. You didn't feel like Asian enough um, for like the Asian kids. And then, um, you know, you were, you weren't white. So then like, it was literally like, you kind of felt like out of the mix. Like, cause it was just like, yeah, like all the majority of my friends were white. Um, I, I really started to feel it more in like, uh, in high school where it was like, since it was in Fresno, there was a bit more of um, a few more black kids in the class, like uh, in our classes and I just at the schools. Um, and then like, you know, they would all kind of stick with each other. Um, and then like, you know, then I like the majority of my friend group was, you know, white because that's kind of like what I was like used to. Um, and then like, I always felt like I was being judged really hard by like, because I was, you know, my, some of my best friends were like white and I was mostly just hanging out with like, you know, people I have classes with and stuff like that. And like the majority of like, you know, um, the black students at the class, they all kind of had like their click, you know, and I was just like, 
I always just felt like, yeah, I was kind of like getting judged from that side. And then also like getting like all of the like, you know, black jokes about like, oh, look, they're serving like fried chicken for lunch or some shit, you know. Um, and then like not really being able to connect with because there weren't that many um, Asian or Korean um, students. Um, and if the, a lot of them were like uh, uh, foreign exchange students, too. So it'd be like there was like a little bit of like a language disconnect, too. So then it was just kind of like feeling like in the, this middle ground of like, like, what, a, where do I fit in here? You know, it was just, yeah, no, like when you were talking about that, I was like, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's such a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, it's cool. It's our specialness. But like oh, yeah. in those angsty young years, you're kind of like, who am I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, do you feel like either of you identify with either, either side or as something different? Or how do you guys, uh, either of you create a synthesis of that or what is that like for you? Um, well, I've never met any of my mom's family. They've been in the Philippines and most of them have passed away. So I feel like I identify with my black side more, even though, um, I do also identify with my Filipino side, but I just grew up on my black side. But then now into adulthood, my mom is like more in the picture and like cooks all the time. And like, you know, I'm just surrounded by Filipino women now. And so like I, really embrace that side of me before I used to be ashamed to be Filipino because there were hardly any Filipinos in Georgia. So it was already weird. It was like, what is that? That's not even Asia. That's not Asia. It's not China, Korea, Japan. I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, I used to be ashamed of half of myself. I would always just wish to just be black, like just be black or just be Filipino, but more towards the black side. I would say growing up, it was like, I probably identified more with the black side, but I think part of that was also because it was like, that's what garnered the most attention. And, you know, that's what most people saw when they saw me. And, you know, like there was also the whole, like, I feel like, especially in like smaller communities in which it happens where it's all, it's also like, Oh, like, Oh, there's a black dude. Like there's a black kid. Like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, I have a, I'm friends with one of the black kids, you know? And it's just like, so that's like the cool thing, you know? And it's like, and also, like, in that, during that time, too, is, like, you know, especially, like, a lot of the stuff on the radio was, you know, all hip-hop and stuff like that. So I was, like, okay, you know, like, yeah, that's part of me. So, like, I'm going to identify with that because that's what's cool right now. Like, that's the cool thing. But at the same time, like, as I was growing, as I was, like, you know, continuing to grow up, you know, I was, like, well, I, what I really want to do is, like, really try and identify, like, both of them together um, and it's actually funny cause it's like a lot of the times, uh, like, especially in like college, it was like, I was finding myself pretty like easily, um, able to like try and connect with, um, you know, if I knew like someone was Korean that like, you know, was it like a friend of mine or a potential friend of mine, I'd be like, I kind of saw it as like, a. it was kind of my thing to like, be like, yo, like I'm actually also half Korean because like, it's something that people don't already like, don't expect. And like, you know, I kind of, it was kind of cool, like, you know, throwing them off and being like, wait, wait, really? And then like, you know, I would be like, yeah, you know, like, you know, my emo would make kimchi all the time. Mm. And like, you know, like, and just like casually, like, you know, drop some of the little Korean that I know. And they're like, oh shit, like, you know, you're serious. I'm like, yeah, I'm serious, you know? And, but then that ended up being like a pretty, like a way that we can find common ground. And then actually that's kind of one of the ways that um, I became really close with one of my best friends because it's like, you know, I was like, yo, dude, you're Korean. He's like, yeah, this is, you know, back in college. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. You know, like I'm half. And like, we started talking about stuff and like, you know, really connecting on the food. Cause that was a big thing. Um, 
growing up was like, you know, my mom and my aunt, um, you know, on my mom's side, they would make so much Korean food. Like that was probably one of my like favorite things about growing up, you know, mixed was like, you get the best of both like yeah. great foods, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, yeah. So I was talking, you know, I was talking to that, you know, that friend just about like, you know, the different stuff about Korean foods. And he's like, dude, let's go get some stuff. Like, let's go check out these places. Like I got all these places to show you. And then like, that just kind of like fostered like this great friendship, which was really cool. So like, I try to, I really do like try to I identify like really with just like being half and half, like really trying to be the mix of both. Um, but like, I feel like the majority of the time, what people, what I first come off as or what I appear as is, you know, um, is black or sometimes, sometimes people think like Hawaiian or something, you know, but yeah. Do you feel like in that space, you mentioned being able to, you know, code switch and, and come out as Korean it kind of is what you described. You didn't use those words, but it sounds like that. Do you ever feel like, cause I had this growing up where I felt when I was leaning into whatever Asian side there is, I felt almost like I was posing or like putting on some like act of Asianness, and it felt it felt wrong at first and did, did anyone have that experience at all and that if that doesn't them that's totally fine but um something or you felt like because i felt like definitely growing up like i was when i would do certain asian things i was like am i does this feel like i know this is part of like my culture but it almost feels like it felt odd or it felt weird like i was trying on different clothes that weren't mine i feel like that sometimes is what it kind of felt like when i was actually with like the black side to mm-hmm. be honest because it was like same i felt like you know because of the environment that you know i grew up in and the friends like you know, my, my first friends majority of them were you know either predominantly white or like you know or half white or like just not there was like barely any black people that i like grew up with except for like you know my dad and my sisters but like you know it was just like because there was such a, there's this, you know, big stigma of like, you know, if you're black, you have to talk a certain way and like, you know, like say it, like talk slang a certain way and mm-hmm. act a certain way. It was like, I felt like, yeah, I felt a little like inauthentic sometimes when I'm, you know, it's like, I felt like I was like trying, yeah, kind of like the whole, like you're trying on different clothes in a sense. Cause it's like, you know, like I talk the way that I talk and it's like, it, it sucked sometimes cause it'd be like, if I would just talk like that, you know, I was worried about, you know, either like even white people or, you know, you know, some of like the black kids being like, oh, dude, you're so whitewashed or something like that. Yeah. And like I remember like one of the first times being called whitewashed, like it just like bothered me so much. I was just like, that's just like what I'm I'm just talking how I talk, you know, like why like what is why is that a bad thing that, you know, I'm not like, you know, that I'm just speaking, you know how I like was raised you know it's like how like yeah yeah I had the same type of thing um everyone always especially the black kids would be like oh you think you're better than us you think you're better than us because you talk better and you're mixed it was just always felt like I was almost ashamed to be the way I was because I was scared of like the judgment on the black side yeah which was like yeah yeah, the black on black hate is real. <laughs> <laughs> what was yeah. your first experience of that, and and how did how did that come about for you? Yeah, in high school, really, it it was like middle school was fine, and then high school, I was very quiet, and then because I was quiet and mixed and had good hair, I felt like uh, to the black girls, it was just like that's no that's a big no-no so they always would just call me stuck up or whatever just and for because, context you did good hair in quotes <laughs> okay, I sure, did sure. good hair in quotes, in quotes yes. yeah um 
but yeah, I always got that stigma of being stuck up just for being quiet because I was quiet because I knew the way I talked would get made fun of or like call me white or, you know, and I was like, I'm not white. I just speak like I speak, you know, like my dad's from Ohio. My mom's Filipino, so she has a thick accent. No, we're not from the South. So I didn't grow up hearing that accent. Yeah. So yeah, I totally relate to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it was like high school, the same thing for me. Like, and it was actually, I, what I noticed, um, what I realized, uh, in probably like near senior year though, is that a lot of it was, at least for me was like what I was just assuming. Um, because I was like, I, I knew and like was acquaintances friends with, you know, a couple of the black kids in school because there was so little of us. And also like, you know, freshman year I played football. Um, but then like I went over to, um, then I did like soccer, then I did swimming and then met all these friends in swimming. They're like, dude, you're like, you know, you're pretty fast. You should try water polo. And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so then I did water polo and like, so then I was like, you know, and that was the other thing too, is like, you know, how many times I can't even count that I got like, you know, oh yeah, like, you know, you're the token black guy you know, on the water polo team or something like that, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. So then where this, the time when I like thought that it was like, you know, that I was getting like, I, I like specifically like excluded because I was like mixed and like, you know, spoke however I spoke, um, was, uh. I remember like I got this group text um, or like this text from, uh, you know, one of the kids um, like my senior year is like, oh, you know, like for like MLK Day or something like that, like the day after, like everybody like, you know, all the all the black kids like, you know, wear a hat, you know, so it's like um, and then like yeah, I remember texting him back me like I was like, yo, like I was like, you probably um, I was like, oh, yo, like is it's like is it still going on and texted him something like that, you know, he's like, oh, actually, you know, like we're not doing that anymore. I was like. I'm like, yo, it's all good. Like, if you, like, I know, like, you know, you probably didn't even mean to send this to me, you know? And um, he was like, and it was, this was like the one, the eye opening thing. He was really like, nah, man, like, um, he's like, nah, this was, uh, it's like, nah, dude, like, don't, don't ever, like, let someone tell you you're not black enough. He's like, no, dude, like, he's like, no, like, dude, you're black. Like, you don't ever let someone make you think that you're not black enough. And like, I was just really taken aback by that because, you know, like we hadn't really talked that much. And like, I had always just like assumed like that they thought, you know, all this different stuff about me. And then like really hearing him say that. And like, you know, I was just like, I was just like, oh damn. Like I'd like this whole time I was thinking like, you know, they thought that like, I like either didn't want to like hang out with them or like that I wasn't black enough to, to hang out with them and stuff like that. And it was like, no, like they were just like, like no dude don't don't ever like let someone he like that that was the biggest thing i was just like yeah like the fact that he said that i was like oh shit like like that yeah it just made me feel like so much better about myself like hearing that from someone who was you know who is black and that i thought that like that i felt very like isolated from but it turns out that like that by no means was like yeah what i was what i assumed yeah that i never felt any like hostility or um i just kind of like assumed yeah i assumed like the judgment was being was happening because you know like yeah they're you know they all hang out in you know in, in one group especially like during lunch and stuff and like i'm hanging out with my group and it's just like i just kind of felt like i was a prime target to like make fun of because of the fact that like yeah i was like speaking too white or like playing water polo or swimming you know and like doing things that were just you know not 
that I would that I assumed were not black enough. And like, yeah, when I heard when once I like had that conversation, you know, um, with uh, with one, you know, one of those like one of my friends, pretty much. Um, yeah, it did. It felt really liberating. I was like, it was like a big, you know, like weight off my shoulders because I was like, oh, okay, like I had been thinking about this like this this way for the longest time, and you know, like at the end of the day, like I started looking at more of like, you know, actually, I'm probably like you know, I'm showing that black people can like do any, like be, play water polo and swim and like do well in those things, you know, and like do really well in school, you know, and like, it's kind of like, I, at that point, it kind of shifted more into being like isolated into being like, no, like I'm also showing that like, yeah, black people are really good at stuff too. Like in that, like most people would have this stigma against. And then it turned into me like really wanting to like be an example of breaking out of those stereotypes yeah do you feel like you ever had to prove whether it be your blackness or your asianness and what has that ever been like for either of you i feel like a lot of time with filipino women they they're like really really and i have to go down the whole line of like what i've eaten like the whole but it's like it's kind of cute because you know sometimes they can see it right away but if i'm wearing my hair curly they're kind of like no and so um yeah and i mean most times if you have brown skin and look a little black, people just think you're black. So black side is easy to, you know, I didn't like, yeah. yeah the Filipino yeah, women. I feel that. I feel that. Um, but in a cute way. Yeah. I would say for mine, it was, it would just be like the similar kind of things. Like, yeah, you go over like, yeah, the foods you've eaten in and like, you know, like maybe like shoot a couple words here and there, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, just to like, you know, kind of like prove that you're not just making shit up, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but uh, yeah, and it's just like, it's funny because sometimes like even like I'd be going to like Korean barbecue spots like in K-Town, you know, and um, just like asking for like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, can we get some more bop? Like speaking like, you know, Korean and English, mm-hmm. like and they would just sometimes like they would stop be like, wait, what? And, you know, because they, they weren't expecting me to say, you know, like bop instead of rice or like, you know, something like that. So then they're just kind of like. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it's just like he, he gets it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's, yeah, mm. but yeah. I always it, it would definitely yeah, kind of yeah. Exactly what you said. Like mm-hmm. it's if you have dark skin and like look black, people will assume you're black. You know, for the most part. But it's yeah, it's always hardest for like people to kind of identify the Asian. Which yeah, I mean, it's like when you know, like sometimes I even sit back and think about it too, and I'm like, well, you know, like. I get it. Like it's like literally 50% of me is like, you know, full on Korean. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I look at one of my Korean friends and I look at like one of my black friends and it's like, you would be able to tell that I'm more one than the other. That's for sure. But it's just like, your face looks so Korean to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like if people knew, like really looked at Korean facial structure, Mm -hmm. your face looks so Korean. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's funny. Okay. Total honesty. Like I, I, it's not like I go around categorizing everybody yeah. or anything like that, but I've known Lonnie for for a couple of years now, and I just didn't like. It's not like I was like, "All right, black guy, move on," you know. But I was not sitting there just like looking at Lonnie. And then we had lunch after knowing you for like a year and a half or two years, and you mentioned something about being Korean. I was like, "Wait, what?" Not because I didn't believe you, just because I suddenly saw it. Like it's like I wasn't even like looking, which is probably something that I get to recognize, like how how quickly I can just like you know. Uh, to either assume or put put people wherever I you know whatever my schema is, and that was even going uh, a lesson for me. Going, oh shit, 
there's so much more to life. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Hmm. I wonder. Uh, so, so you mentioned how other people see you. Do you feel like that has been something that have you ever used that to either your advantage or, or is that something that has been really um, something you've really definitely had to like extra process of like okay everyone's viewing me as a black guy like you're pretty buff like a big like like and like do you think of yourself like okay all right I'm around x kinds of people I get to you know code switch and be this way with this kinds of people and this way with these kinds of people to like to to operate or is that something you guys have any of you guys have shifted yeah no I, I feel like I've definitely done something like that in terms of especially like I feel like when it's like I'm with some friends and you know we're in like not a great neighborhood it's like then it's like kind of I feel like playing more or less playing to my advantage that it's like that I appear that you know that I look black because it's like you know then my quote-unquote out of place um like white friends don't feel they don't feel as insecure because they're just like you know because it's like yeah I'm like okay you know like uh, you know, because I, I do just look like, you know, a sort of black dude with dreads. And so then it's like, if I go into, you know, whatever kind of not so great neighborhood, I like, you know, it, I do feel like, okay, like, I doubt very many people are going to like think that, you know, I'm some half Asian person that's like, got a lot of money or something that, you know, so it's like, I feel like I definitely feel like that plays a little to my advantage where I feel like that I feel less like a target, but at the same time, um, if I'm just walking down the street, um, and like, I don't know, there's like some little old white lady walking on, on the street too. And I'm like, I actively feel like, okay, well now I, like, I need to like somehow find a way to like, I can like, I feel like I sense like the discomfort coming from them, you know, and being like, really like walking extra like out of the way being like I'm not gonna I'm no threat to you you know like I'm literally just walking down the street you know but um yeah so I mean that's kind of like how I've really in yeah in terms of like that in those kind of circumstances and then I try if I knew like more Korean I feel like I would be able to like lean more into the Korean side but because that's one thing that I would, that actually like is something that I'd be very like, you know, interested in doing because I really like, it's, I really like, you know, throwing people off in terms of like, you know, they would never expect, you know, like that I'm half Korean. Um, so then like one of the things that like, you know, I would really love to do um, that I've kind of been working on is like learning a bit more Korean. So then not only could I like a talk to like my, my mom and my aunt in their native language, which I feel like they'd, love um but also like be able to go to you know these you know like korean restaurants and like make sure that i'm actually getting like the spicy stuff you know (laughs) and stuff like that (laughs) the spicy stuff is coming up so stick around hope you're enjoying our conversation with lonnie smith and Catherine lockhart we're having a meetup in los angeles for listeners but also those who are mixed too um, just to come hang out, hear each other's stories, and ask each other, what are you? But not really, but kind of, but in a good way. And I'm always interested with mixed people in, like, dating life. Because, like, I, I feel like there's always 
for at least my experiences, like different kinds, especially, I don't know, different kinds of experiences for mixed folks in dating in terms of how others perceive them and how, whether they're tokenized or, or whatnot, or is anyone, what's your experience with that been like, either of you? Yeah, it's really hard. I guess um, I have dated a few white guys that I feel like I've been their like token mixed girl or like the their black girl or their Asian girl, you know, the, you know, certain people like certain types consecutively and that's fine um but I think that could go for any woman you know I feel like we could be anybody's like stereotypical type well you know what no there was this one guy I dated in Georgia and when he brought me home to his parents he wouldn't say that I was black he he was just like oh yeah she's Filipino and I'm like and black you know but he wouldn't say that I was black so he was like not accepting the black side oh my that God. is yeah that's the one time I remember I was just like uh is there something like that's just yeah that was really weird it's his family was from virginia so they're very old white southern people but yeah i was like okay i feel uncomfortable <laughs> wow so for you in the moment what was your process, thought process like was like wait am i is this what's happening right now or was there like confusion or what was it like for you i guess i felt like i felt shocked and then i felt like i just felt really icky you know i felt like he was denying a part of who I was because he knew my his family wouldn't accept me or wouldn't approve of it and it just was like so blatant to me because it, I don't know I don't know yeah it was really weird it was a very strange experience yeah because it's like what do you do you're not just gonna like be like no what's up I'm half black too lady but it's like <laughs> so you have to like kind of ride that moment that would have been out amazing I know if had. and <laughs> I know. she just like seeing the look on her face like, ah. like oh so it's interesting because I feel like uh, when I'm, I, the, I can't really pass as white, but I know different folks that are various mixes can, whether it's white or whether it's black or whether it's Korean um, or, or anything, whatever mix they are, primarily they can just like pass as one and then they can hear into the world of whatever that is. Yeah. Do either of you have that experience and what has that been like? Yeah, my mom actually, she's so... She says things sometimes. I'm like, you can't say that. You know I'm half black, right? Like before my dad, it, I guess like her whole family and a lot of people in the Philippines were scared of black people. They called them like monkeys. They thought they were gorillas. And so when she first met my dad, she's like, ah, get away from me. Like total <laughs> scared of him. Like, don't touch me. Don't get away. Your skin will come off on me. Like total, like they did not like black people. And then you know, she got over that, but she still will sometimes say little comments. And I'm just like, you do realize I'm half black. You can't say that. Right. But yeah, I, I don't know. What is her response? Her, her response. Yeah. She'll just laugh. She's like, oh, oh, <laughs> it's like funny to her. I don't know. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, um, I, one of the only times I really like, I guess, mm, had an experience kind of like that but it wasn't even by my grandma but she it was like my grandma was like more or less in like i wouldn't say not quite like hospice care but like kind of close to it um and you know it was like a korean like um area um and so and like my mom my grandma only speaks korean so like i can communicate with her in a little like an okay amount but like not nearly as much as i would like to um, and like, you know, so there's a lot of Korean that like, I don't understand, but I do remember like one of the, 
um, yeah, the room that she was sharing with was like this other, like, you know, very old Korean lady. And I remember when I was there, like, you know, just like um, visiting my grandma, um, just like, just not like not understanding it because I didn't, because I don't know Korean to that extent, but like just knowing that she was just like, like she was just yelling at me in Korean and just like, just saying like, I don't, like, I don't know what she was saying, but I, I, I know it was like something like inflammatory, you know, um, to a point where like, um, even like my grandma, um, like said something to her and like the, um, like the hospice caregivers were like, you know, they're like, they're like, I won't eat, you know, like, um, cause like apparently she like said something really bad to that lady, but like, yeah, I was like, so, I mean, I guess that was an instance where like, you know, she's, you know, my, my grandma was like really like defending me, but like, yeah, it was just like weird. Cause it was just like, you know, I'd spent so much of like, I hadn't really experienced that, like kind of like racism from Koreans, even though I know like there is this huge, like, you know, like my, like my parents were dating during the Rodney King riots, you know, like, so it was, were they in LA? Yeah. Shit. What was that? That, that must've been wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, and I know there's like this, you know, there's a lot of this, um, you know, there was this, you know, big tension between black people and Koreans. Um, but like, I had never really experienced it until like, you know, that, that happened. Um, and I think from, my, you know, from what my mom tells me, like back when she started, first started dating my dad, you know, my grandma was a little like weary about it, but like, you know, um, by the time, especially like, I'm sure by the time, like my oldest sister was born at that point, like, yeah, we, she literally like took us all under her arm and like, or under her wing. And, um, yeah, no, I'd never really experienced that from, yeah, from like, I would say direct family. Yeah. That's cool. What about like different friends groups? Cause when I'm, uh, I have a friend who can definitely pass as more white. And so he'll be with group of groups of people and it won't be that they're like, like super like, and now they're not here so we can say <laughs> racist shit. It's not like that. Just like little things mostly that he encountered just passing as white. We'd be like, you guys realize I'm like, he, this is my friend. He's half Chinese, but he looks, he looks pretty damn white. And so it's interesting with the kind of things that he can just hear and go like, Whoa, I'm, I'm getting a, into like a world that I, don't know that they know you know mm -hmm. like like you said um but that's cool that you didn't have it with the family do you guys did you guys ever have that with other like friend groups or things or like oh yeah what, what was that like oh uh, i mean like yeah so i grew up in um like parts of rural central california um where it, it can get very conservative um and like i i even remember like um just like hanging out with uh with just like groups of friends from like water polo or something um, and like, we're all just, and we're all just like chilling and like at some point, um, yeah, like, like one of my friends just like, as they're just talking, you know, just like straight up, just let's like N word slip with like a hard R and I'm literally just like, dude, what? And like, <laughs> and it was just like, he was like, oh, but like, like not you, Lonnie, you know, like, you know, I'm just like, I was literally just like dude, what the fuck? You know, like you can't like, what? It was just like very like jarring. Cause I was like, dude, you're like, you're my friend, man. Like, like, but it like to him, it was just so like, you know, it was like, he was an automatic, you know? And I was just like, like, it's like, it was, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, back when in a, like, you know, when every, like, at certain points people were like, oh, you know, like you could just like say, oh yeah, that's gay, you know, or something like that. And it's like, 
no, like no <laughs> you know it's like but in but you know at times like you know people would like let it slip if they said it so much and like so then that was one of those instances where like he just like said that and i'm just like right there and i'm like dude like and it was just like really awkward because it's like because i feel like you know because and then some of the times like they expect like this really visceral reaction from you like you know and so then i'm like i'm like is i don't know like i like there are times where it got to a point where like you know, it kind of became a thing where, like, you know, or they're like, you know, like singing some like rap lyrics, and you know, and be like, blah blah blah, like, oh yeah, like blah blah blah, my nigga, and then they look, they're like, oh, yeah. you know, and I'm like, dude, like, you don't need to, like, why are you? It was just so like annoying because it's like at that point it was they're kind of like playing a game, you know, we're like, oh, is he gonna get mad? Oh, I don't know, like, you know, it's just like, God, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like the N word slips out a lot when people forget you're in the room. Yeah, and it's just like for me I'm just like well I know you didn't just say that like you cannot say that it's never okay for you to say that but yeah it's like one of those things you can't react every time to it because then I feel like it just feeds more into everything about the word so it's it's kind of frustrating to find the balance of when you put your foot down and say something and just be like yo don't say that or just like let it slide the most ridiculous one was probably like um, in high school, uh, me and like a couple of my friends, we like, um, he had one of his friends, um, there were like these, um, other two girls that like were friends of his friends and like, you know, we're all talking and I remember, um, she was like, Oh, like, Oh, you're half Asian. She was like, yeah. And then she, she said chigger. Oh, oh yeah. God. And I was like, are, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, are you, are you serious right now? Like, why do you think that's okay? You know, it's like you're literally just mashing up two like very derogatory words into one to describe like a Blasian person, which I'm like, yeah. like, why did you think that was an okay thing to just, and she, she was like, yeah, you know, like, and she thought it was kind of funny. I was like, no, <laughs> like, that's not funny at all. Yeah. yeah. It was just, yeah. I was just like, I was just taken aback. Cause I was just like, who thinks that that's okay? You know? I don't know. It was, yeah. You reacted to that. Have you gotten that before? Or I definitely have. I remember there was like a time where I was at this bar and one of my friends was having an argument with this other girl over some, I don't know, drama. And I just remember that girl got kicked out of the club and then when, or the bar. And when we left, I, we were walking by her and she looks at me and she's like, you Asian you, no, you black Asian N-word. And I was like, what? Like, I, I don't know. It made me so mad. I'm like, well, what? Like, I, I just, I was enraged. I just, I, yeah, I definitely chased her down because I, I just wanted to beat her ass. I wanted her to know that it wasn't okay. This was like in my younger years. So I was like really feisty about it. But yeah, I, yeah, definitely got in a fight over that. It was so disrespectful. And not necessary, you know, and I know she was drunk, but I don't care. You don't, you know, not condoning violence. But in that moment, I felt like she needed an ass beating. <laughs> of really, like you mentioned, it being a long process for you, for, for both of you. Where do you guys feel like you are now? And like, how, how, how have you come to terms with, with, you said, like the mixedness or the synthesis of that? Where are you guys sitting now? Um, I feel like I've finally gotten to a point where I've accepted who I am. Uh, a lot of my life, I felt ashamed of either side because I wanted to 
fit into this like stereotypical mold or whatever. And I just was spent so many years just shaming myself for being who I was. And I feel like now I just, you know, I've accepted who I am. I feel like now more people of color are coming together and speaking about their experiences, which makes me feel like so not alone in those years and more understood. Um, yeah, now I just really want to celebrate who I am, like celebrate all the, yeah, all the things that my people have given me, I don't know, and not hide it anymore. And then that's even as simple as wearing my curly hair because like so much of my life I spent straightening my hair because it was just like it was it was good hair for the black girls and it wasn't like straight pretty hair for the white girls and I felt like I looked like I was like okay I look more less ethnic with my hair straightened so yeah I've been wearing my hair curly more which is a big deal for me so yeah <laughs> that's awesome you mentioned um you said that you were or had been like shaming yourself. How how did that shame actually show up? Besides, you know, hair for you. Well, I remember in elementary school, I used to lie about where I was born because I was born in Okinawa. I would lie and say I was born in Ohio, which is way less cool than Okinawa. But I just was ashamed. I didn't want. I thought that people would make fun of me, so I kind of did that. And like, I grew up in an apartment complex, so like, we would have to say our address, like, confirm our address. And I never would want to say the apartment number because then I'm like, oh, everybody will know I live in an apartment, and the white people will think I'm just like some poor black girl. Like, I was just very ashamed of being who I was, where I was from. So I just kind of like, I feel like I like, close myself in a little of like who I actually was because I didn't want to be noticed yeah and yeah I feel like a lot of it I did in my young years that took is now taking like a lot of years of undoing but you know that's life you got to keep working through your stuff but yeah I shaming myself and just like how my apparent appearance and like yeah stuff like that but I did always want to be more black because everybody would be like, you don't act black. You don't act black. I'm like, okay, I want to be more black. But it was that thing that just felt inauthentic to pretend. It was like putting on a charade. Yeah. What did you try to be more black? Well, I went through, I feel like sophomore year, I wore like really baggy sweatpants and like the big Nautica jackets and like totally trying to be like, you know, like the hood Aaliyah or something and it just wasn't it was like what it, it was such a dramatic tra- change like trying to shift into that world like slicking my hair down and like you know wearing big hoop earrings just totally not who I was I'd never felt comfortable but it was like I was like oh, okay I would get a few compliments here and there and I was like okay well this is cool and then like I felt like the next year I was completely I was like no I don't want to be any of that you know I don't know did you were you ever to pass you know, with with black folks, were you able to, like, pass as, like, full? Because you mentioned that there, you mm-hmm. get a lot of, like, black, you know, shame. No, that. they definitely, I was never a full black person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like the girls that were mixed with black and white got more pass as black people than anybody, anything black and anything else. Really? Yeah. What was that like for you? Also, the girls that were mixed with black and white could also go with the white kids and be cool, too. It just depended on how the gene pool hit them, you know, because some, some could pass more for the other. I don't know. Like how light they were? Like yeah, and they're like or? their hair or whatever. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah Georgia. <laughs> hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know. So I, you have two kids, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and so, and they're, how do you feel like coming from where you grew up and, and with your background, is, you know, I think they're what, five? And they're eight and four. Eight and four, okay. Yeah. When you were, you know, as you're raising them, is, is there anything that you're specifically like, okay, I want them to be like this, I want them to experience this or like be aware of this or accept themselves? Yeah. That? Was that I, like for you? I was just speaking to one of my friends who is a person of color with mixed children as well. And we were talking about, you know, we have them in private schools, but there aren't that many people of color in the schools. So they're, so just finding something that they can be in with a a more diverse group of children other than just white children, just so they get that experience also, like to not feel like they're the only ones all the time because they really aren't. So just like trying to find things like them to do like, activities with and just you know making a community for them of supporting people of color like without competition or judgment or anything just creating a healthy environment where they also have that so yeah that's it's so it's so weird because I was always around black people and now it's kind of like where are the black people yeah where they're at and so yeah that's been very interesting because I you know they they see black people all the time because of my family and like you know I make it a point but yeah it's very interesting I think about that as they go into high school like I want them to really be in a diverse situation not predominantly either just just a mix of people is there something that you you want them to you mentioned like I want them to be around black people is there something that like what about that is what things do you really want to pass down to them because I think it's really interesting because yeah well I just you know when I identify with my black side, I just identify with family and bond and unity and love. Like I come from a really big family. There's nine aunts and uncles and tons of cousins. And it's just like so much love there, like no matter what you do. And I guess that can come from any family, but I just, it's just so, I don't know. It's a different vibe on the black side for me. It's just like so warm and I want them to have that in their life. Yeah. Cause it's like, um, like the majority of like, I would say like Thanksgivings and like Christmas um, times is usually spent with like um, like my immediate family is like you know my dad, my three sisters, my mom, um, and then uh, usually my mom's side of the family because it's so small and like she doesn't really have any like direct family in Korea anymore. Mm-hmm. So then like you know so like that's usually how we would spend and you know we're in the middle of the Central Valley, <clears throat> so like a lot of times we you know we would spend. Um, you know, like those holidays with, um, with my mom's side because it was so small. Um, but you know, we would, we did have like, you know, a few like Thanksgivings and stuff with my dad's side of the family, which is huge. And like, I remember, yeah, like going there being like, oh my God, I have like all these cousins, you know? And like, and like seeing like, you know, my, I think I have like, I think I have three uncles and four aunts. Yeah. And being like, oh, like, yeah, there's this huge, like other side of my family that's just like, there's just this big just like giant family which you know it's i found it really cool because it's like it was like you know i can be really close with you know the like very small asian side of my family but then it's also like there's this the giant like black side of my family too which like like there was literally like so much food and like literally seeing cousins and uncles and people that i haven't seen in like years you know and it was just yeah it was a really cool thing because it really is like that big sense of community like it really just yeah the love, the dancing, the oh, dancing yeah. at the parties. <laughs> Somebody's always going to turn on some oldies and start dancing. Yeah. 
That's great. Yeah. Do you feel like when you're with your family, um, is there ever any thought to your mixedness when you're with either side of your family? Is that ever a thing much? Mm, no, no, I don't think so. For me, my mom's, the the few remaining are still in the Philippines, so I haven't seen them very much. But uh, no, I'm just like still the same little girl to my dad's side of the family. And I have one other cousin that's mixed with black and white too. So it's like we're the exact same age. So it, we got to grow up together. So that was really interesting too. But yeah, they never treated us any differently. I don't we yeah. ne- I don't think we got treated any differently. Um but it was like, well, with my mom's side, it was like because it was literally like my aunt and then like my cousin and then like her um, her kid. So like my second cousin and that was it. So like like my aunt was essentially like literally in um, like was involved like when I was growing up, like the entire time, like she spent so much time with them um, with like my immediate family that like there was it was like it was so small, like there's no way, you know, that there was going to be like. Of any kind of feeling of like, like um, being like excluded or anything, because she more or less treated us like her, like uh, like more of her kids, you know. Um, but like with my dad said, I think because of the fact that like we, you know, it's we don't we're it's not able we're not able to like spend as much time with them because like you know they're you they were usually like either like in NorCal um, and you know we'd usually go back into Southern California when we're doing stuff um, that like it always like, you know, felt super welcome. But then like at the same time too, it was like, it did kind of feel like, Oh, like, are we like that part of the family that like isn't coming by enough? You know, like it was just like, you know, like it, it was always great. Cause then you know, it was seeing people and like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I haven't seen you so long. You know, and it was like, like, yeah. But then it was also like, Oh man, like, I felt bad because I was like, yeah, we don't, we don't roll by enough, you know? And I was like, so then I just kind of felt like at that point, I was just like, I just felt like, yeah, you know, like at this point, like, you know, we've been so like rooted in, you know, spending time with my mom's side of the family because it, because that kind of is like the basis of the family because of its size that like, yeah, it's like we, you know, we miss out on more like, you know, frequent family gatherings, my dad's side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Has there been shift? Has there ever been like a like a film or a movie that you're like, oh my god, that that thing spoke to me in terms of representation, in terms of people of color, whether it be mixed people or black folks or Asian folks? We're like, ah, oh, that right there. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, actually, when Black Panther came out, because there's a scene when they go to South Korea. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, so like I remember my sister. One of my sisters texted me, and she was like, "Yo, have you seen Black Panther?" I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "That movie is us." <laughs> I was like, "I know." Yeah. She's like, "Yeah." When they go to the Korea, I was like, "I know." Like, what are the odds they're gonna just do that whole like heist scene thing in Korea? You know, I was just like, I was like, "This is literally like this is me that's going on in this movie right now." It's so good. <laughs> I love that. Oh, no. oh man! Oh, um, in Crazy Rich Asians, there's a very popular Filipino actress that's in there for just like a, a cameo, and I felt very—I was so proud because my mom's like, "She's in the movie. We have to go support her." So we went, and yeah, that was pretty cool. Also, that movie was so cool, like all Asians, and it was such a good rom-com. Yeah, so I felt very, very proud. And then, like, you know, all the beauty Filipina woman all the time. I'm like, okay, okay. 
Yeah, because yeah, that's so funny because I remember I'm both of those films are films that I was thinking of too when I was like, whoa. But it's funny, obviously I'm I'm not personally black, but one thing I loved about it was that it was just like, yeah, we're black. Like, and that is like a, let's not talk about it or not like, that's not like the thing. It's just like, it's something about it was so, I don't know, loving of that part of the characters and the history and the lineage of, even though it's fictional, like something about it felt so strangely authentic, even though it is fric- fictional, that's, that spoke like to me, who's not even black, I was like, oh my God, this is freaking amazing. Um, it, but there are also, I'm wondering, you know, I like that you said that, like this is when they went to Korea, was there a part of you though, had they had not had Korea in that film or something like that, would you have been like, oh, this is definitely me, but also, like, also, like, you mentioned Crazy Rich Asians. Um, watching Asian folks, and even though there was a Filipina, there wasn't, like, someone of exact, like, you know, rep- is there ever a thing where you're like, this is, like, kind of for me, but has, what is that like for you guys? Is that is that not even a, a thought? Or I mean, I, I feel like it would definitely be really cool, mm-hmm. um, but, like, I've never really, like, you know like seeing like you know i never really had a feeling like oh how come there's not like a blasian superhero you know it's like i'm gonna be that blasian superhero i'm just gonna (laughs) put that out there i'm gonna be the first blasian superhero (laughs) i cannot wait (laughs) yeah is there anything that you guys would like to see in terms of like also you guys have used the the word blasian what other besides the Mm -hmm. other term that shall not be named uh are uttered again um what other like what other terms like i don't know most of my friends have self-identified as Blasian. You know, that's just one that they've used. Are there other ones that I'm not aware of? Or, like, what, do you prefer Blasian? It's is, just, yeah, it's usually just Blasian or Hapa. Hapa, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. sure, yeah. sure. But yeah, it was just, it was just funny, because, like, I would say the the time when I felt, like, the most, like, oh, my God, someone understands me, was, um like, my freshman year, right before I started my freshman year at USC, um, I got paired up um, as roommates with, this one dude and it was just so funny because it was like all of my like assumptions and like insecurities were like also like when we were talk when we talked later on was the same thing that was going on for him like because it was like oh okay like you know this, this is because we went for we went there for um the uh it was black and latino like um um like they would essentially mechanic engineering students in the black and com- um, latino communities um, they would host um, students to like, so like you would have someone who's a part of NSBE, which is um, National Society of Black Engineers, and then SHIP, which is um, Society of Hispanic, um, essentially engineering. Um, but uh, they would host people. And so then like, you know, we'd, we're, we'd about to go to USC, um, and, you know, we're being hosted by like these, um, these other students. And like, so we were rooming with people and like, oh yeah, this is your roommate. And I see this dude and it's like, it's like pretty jacked, just like black dude. I'm like, oh man, all right. Like, I really hope that you know I don't get judged super hard for like coming off as just like very like kind of broy and just like chill, like kind of not like what you would expect as like a black person. And then like literally like you know um, he talks to me he's like, yo, what's up, dude? And like I was like, okay, okay, cool. Like, kind of like talks the way I talk, you know. And then we were, we were just like talking more, and he was like, "Yo, dude, like, are you mixed with anything?" And he was, he, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm half Korean." He's like, "Dude, I'm half Chinese," and <laughs> we literally just like, we just flipped because we were just like, I was like, "Oh my god, this dude's also Blasian. Um, but uh, then like going from there, um, it turned out that uh, 
he was also, um, what's it called? He also had, uh, his birthday was like the day before mine. He was also studying mechanical engineering and like, we were able to like finally talk about like just different, um, like just different things about like being Blasian and like, it was just like the first time I like met another Blasian person. Oh yeah. So first time you ever met a Blasian person? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, it was pretty much the first time I ever like met another Blasian person and we were able to just like talk about like, cause then he was also like, yeah, dude, like when I first saw like, you know, like you were paired up with me, I was like, oh shit. Like just because black dude with dreads. Then I was like, wait, I don't know. He kind of looks a little Asian. And then like, <laughs> we both just kind of had that like point of relevation um, where he's like, oh shit, you're another Blasian. Like, dude, this is fucking so sick. And like, it was just, then we were just like talking about like all the different stuff about like, you know, just being Blasian and like, kind of like similar to like the conversation that we're having right now. Like it was just like, it was just so cool. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I actually met somebody who's like, just like me, you know? And like his birthday was literally a day before mine. <laughs> it was nuts. What about you? Is there a time where you felt like most seen for being whatever mix you are? I feel like moving to California, I've met a lot of Blasian people, which has been really cool. Yeah. Just being like, Oh, are you, are you Blasian? You're Blasian? Yeah, it's like, oh, and cool that people know that term. Like, I thought it was just a thing I made up in my head. It's like, oh, or like that one song back in the day, Nelly made half black and Asian. And then, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't, I actually don't know loads. Is, it, is there like a, you meet lots of folks who are Blasian out here? That's interesting. That's really cool. I've met a few, yeah. Is it, what is that like for you guys? When you like meet another Blasian, is it like, what? Or what? what I don't know. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was, yeah. It's just a really, I, I, I find it just like to be like a really cool feeling, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, Oh, you know, you like, I'm always just you like, I feel like a lot of the times, yeah, they kind of probably went through similar things of like not quite feeling like they fit, fit in like in the, in the gray area. So it's almost like this like low key, like understanding. It's like, Oh yeah. Like, mm you come from mixed background, like, you know, like they know, they know what it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you know, like the feelings of like, where do I fit in, you know? And mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, it's always really cool. Cause I'm like, okay, there's more people I can like really, really relate to, you know? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Is there anything, I don't know, anything else that you guys wanted to, to, to explore or something that you guys were like, Oh, it had any questions for either of you know each other or or things that you want to see? You mentioned wanting to be the first Blasian superhero. Is there anything that you want to see for I don't know Blasian people to happen? Oh, I would definitely say like one thing that definitely like I I would say like helped with like the Blasian this like you know I guess quote unquote Blasian awareness or whatever is definitely like Tiger Woods, you know, and like Heinz yeah. Ward, you know, it's like, I feel like before, you know, but people like, it was hard to like really find someone to like, you know, exemplify, but then it's like, oh wait, you know, like, yeah, you have like Tiger Woods, you have Heinz Ward, you know, it's like, there are these like, you know, prominent people, they happen to be in athletics that like, yeah, are like doing these really cool things. Um, but like, I don't know. For me, I would I would really like to see. Um, I mean, honestly, personally, I would just like to experience like literally like 
I feel like I get a chance to really dive deeper into both sides of like my culture. Cause I feel like I did grow up with, you know, Korean influences and, um, and African-American influences, but like, you know, the overall general blanket was definitely just American and it would be nice to really like pull a little bit deeper from both sides. And like, for example, like really like, you know, like one of my goals is to like learn Korean to be fluent and speaking Korean. And then I know my mom is tra- planning a, um, a Korea trip for our family and, you know, being able to actually like speak with people, you know, in Korea, like in Korean and like, you know, see their faces kind of thrown, thrown back, you know, um, I think that'd be, yeah, that's definitely something that I want to do. Yeah. Sweet. That's really cool. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you guys for, for hopping in. This has been interesting. I, I definitely learned a lot. Um, um, Lonnie, is there anything um, you're up to that you want to um, sh- anything you want to share and or you know um, anywhere people can check out what you're up to these days or I don't not know. not quite anything in in the mix just yet things are things are uh, in progress. Um, I mean, I would say just be on the lookout for um, stuff by it's called Honey Smith. It's not it's gonna be some time, but just keep an ear out for Honey Smith um, music beats. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of electronic. Um, just me and my good friend Thomas. So cool, cool. Yeah. awesome. I'm just working on me right now, like just really working on me to self care, and just like you know continuing with the acting. So nothing right now, but uh, I'll be there. I'm gonna be that first Asian superhero. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Really appreciate of course, it. Thank, thank you. you. You've been listening to the 100. I'm Andrew Grace. If you've been enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate, review, subscribe, do all that jazz. Spread the word. I think it'll be some fun. Get out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day.